Good morning for Thursday, June 24, 2010. This is the New York Times Audio Digest, presented by Audible. Here's what's making news on the front page this morning. Obama fires Afghan war commander. Die and scan show promise on Alzheimer's. And oil giant plans Alaska drilling, some call risky. In today's business headlines, buyout firms race to spend $500 billion. Sales for new homes drop to a record low in May, and lawmakers are at an impasse over derivatives trading. There will, of course, be more business stories along with more national and world news. Roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Gail Collins. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written by Helene Cooper and David Sanger. It's called Obama Fires Afghan War Commander. President Obama on Wednesday fired his top Afghanistan war commander after only a brief meeting in the Oval Office, replacing General Stanley McChrystal with his boss and mentor, General David Petraeus, and sending a clear signal that the current war strategy will continue despite setbacks and growing public doubts. Two hours later, an angry Obama privately reprimanded members of his bickering national security team, ordering them to put aside pettiness and not put personalities or reputation ahead of American troops, who have been put in harm's way, administration officials said. Speaking in the Rose Garden to reporters, Obama said he did not fire McChrystal for critical comments about him and his staff in Rolling Stone magazine, nor out of any sense of personal insult. Rather, the president cited the need for his team to unite in pressing the war effort. I don't think we can sustain that unity of effort and achieve our objectives in Afghanistan without making this change, he said. Even by the standards of a capital that has seen impeachment and scandals in recent years, the drama surrounding the firing of a wartime commander was palpable. Generals have come and gone in disputes over policy and execution. Indeed, Defense Secretary Robert Gates fired McChrystal's predecessor, General David McKiernan, just a year ago. But the removal of McChrystal culminated in a remarkable public waiting game, with White House and top military officials trying to guess what the president would do, and Obama himself keeping his cards close to his vest until the very end. While publicly rebuking him on Tuesday, Obama had said he would not decide the general's fate until they met. But as early as Monday night, officials said, when Obama first learned of the Rolling Stone article, in which McChrystal and his staff criticized administration officials, Obama and his advisors were discussing the likelihood that the general would have to go. By Tuesday, when the president met with the general's biggest supporter and a powerful one, Gates, White House and Pentagon officials were already discussing Petraeus as the most likely replacement. It has been nearly 60 years since President Harry Truman fired General Douglas MacArthur in the midst of the Korean War, the last time a president directly stepped in to remove the senior commander in a war zone for disrespect toward the White House. For Obama, this was a MacArthur moment, a reassertion of civilian control. The president also used the moment to emphasize that the policy in Afghanistan would not change, even as his own party and international allies display strong doubts about the way forward, including whether the United States can ever navigate a troubled relationship with Afghanistan's president, Hamid Karzai.